Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This is Anifa Walida. This is Red Summer. And you know who we is. We are your gay aunties coming to you uh, yet again. We had some technical difficulties, but you know, we do know technology. You know what I mean? So we work <laughs> trying out to make that bit. happen. But I felt like I was having an old lady moment for a minute. I was like, what the hell, man? You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we stayed and we worked it out. So that's what's important. Exactly. We was definitely not doing the whole... Um, we was not uh, um, uh, shorey at all. We wasn't being very, <laughs> right, very, very our, science savvy. Our Wakandan um, background was not kicking in at all, at mm-hmm. all. But um, all right. that being said, it's quite obvious what we want to talk about. We've been itching um, to talk about um, this film. We both saw it separately so i've really been looking forward to hearing from you red your thoughts i have too many thoughts to even count but let's just start somewhere girl oh my gosh okay so first i just want to applaud all of the many experiences and expressions of black joy that i have seen across the country it's been beautiful like (laughs) And I think people like the first night were kind of not sure if anybody was going to dress up and go. (laughs) And (laughs) so everybody was just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. And then they they were like, oh, we really doing this? Like, this is what we're doing? Okay, cool. And I have heard from friends of mine at the African shops across the country who are like standing in long lines trying to get their dashikis and (laughs) lapas (laughs) ready for the night. So, yes, I am here for it. I am participating. I am just happy to be one of the ones who, because I was, I wasn't sure if I was going to participate. You know, you get kind of cool. You get, you know, a little bit, um, I don't know. You just, you don't know if you're going to buy into it. And minutes before I left the house, I was like, forget it. Let me put on this African jacket, at least with the rest of my all black. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. And everybody in the in the theater, we were looking at each other in the popcorn line because black people do support the vendor, <laughs> the concession stand at the movie. Uh huh. <laughs> Contrary we, to popular opinion, right? <laughs> and we were there just nodding and smiling, and everybody was so happy. So, like, even if the movie was just absolute, like my left foot, like <laughs> that enough was was like joyful for me. But it was dope and it gave us so many things to talk about, which is what we need to do right now. Yes. Well, my run up to it, um, I was just the like opposite. As soon as I saw so the long. trailer, I know, right? No, no, girl, please, please. Because, you know, I could talk forever. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> my run up on the film, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was on Etsy the next day buying my mask. So I had the Black Panther mask. Mm-hmm. And then and then I went on Wish.com, bought me a little $7 African garb joint from China. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta <be> real. <laughs> uh-huh. I had my eye on it already, and I just wanted to get it, so I said, "Okay, perfect." All right, um, and I rolled my ass to Brooklyn, and I met up with um, my homegirls. And on our line, we went the second night. You went Thursday night. We went Friday night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. on our line, um, we had people wearing crowns. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, rolling through. Um, hold, this is a little sticky, sticky, sticky happening in the background. What you you you, you eating chips or something? Mm-mm. I'm sitting still. Is, is your phone near your um near? I can edit this out. Is your phone near your uh joint at all? Any electronics? Anything? No, I did plug it up, but I unplugged it when you <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't hear it. And I don't hear it no more. I don't hear it no more. All right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. so my run up was like that. <laughs> you know, it was nice. it was it was pageantry. Nice. It was total pageantry. And yeah. you know, I was preparing from the giddy up. I say, listen, I was ready to see this twice because I said, okay, if I'm going to, I'm the first time I'm going to see with black folks, I don't know what to expect with us, but I don't want to get mm-hmm. mad at us. <laughs> we was getting, you know, a little live with the negritude up in the, um, in the theater <laughs> and I don't hear nothing, <laughs> but right, right. you know, they're like later on, I'll just see it with some old pleasant, you know, predictable white folks that be quiet. Right. But you know, mm-hmm. we lucked out. Our crowd was cool as hell. We can tell as soon as we came in there that, um, you know, uh, uh, okay, this crowd, all right, they actually want to listen to what's going on. They want to, you know, we're going to be selective right. when we yell out, right? So I was like, all right, cool, cool. Oh, but from mm. the onset, from the opening credits when, um, I'm not sure if that was T'Challa or his father, T'Chaka. T'Chaka, you know, um, um, telling the story of how uh, Wakanda came to be. But I just, I just love that it started off with storytelling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Though fictional, historical sounding, like this is, this is our creation story. You know. Mm. Okay, oh girl, I really don't know yeah. where to start. I really don't know where to start with this. It was like, first of all, let's let's just have some, let's have some. Since we are the gay aunties, all right. Let me, let me, let me just mm-hmm. have some perspective. Okay, let me have y'all youngest, so y'all can have some perspective. I was on my line waiting in the cold, right? Cause we got there early. <laughs> Cause we wanted to make sure we got seats together, and I had to bum rush motherfuckers yeah. to get the right seat and ask people to move over. Right, right. <laughs> right. So I'm on the phone. I'm on. I'm on the line, and there's this young woman in front of me. Now I honestly thought she was either. I didn't think she was near my age, but I wasn't expecting her reaction to something I said. So what I was saying, I was like, you know what, sister, I haven't been this excited for a movie since shit since Crush Groove came out. Don't you know she turned around? She like, <laughs> she was like, oh my God, you sound just like my auntie. I was like, oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, let me give y'all, let am. me give you, you know what I mean? Whatever. Let me give y'all perspective, all right? Though the mm-hmm. 90s had its share of good black films, they were cool, they were interesting. I saw them all, like all of y'all, and it was all cute and exciting. Mm-hmm. But if you just moonwalk a bit back in time, the early 80s, when hip hop mm. was still in New York, so ain't nobody mm. down south, ain't nobody in the West Coast was doing nothing. Y'all was trying to get tapes from us across country, whatever. <laughs> you know, we, we, was in, we was all in our little insulated world of New York, right? Mm-hmm. And this crush crew was, oh, and hip hop just got on the radio. So even before that, mm-hmm. if you wasn't up in the parks, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't find tapes or whatever to get your 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 hip hop, you know, so hip hop just got on the radio like in the early 80s. And then, you know, Run DMC got really big. And then they came out with Crush Groove. And it was the first hip hop movie. 
Okay. And at that time, mm-hmm. I don't care about dating myself. I was squarely a teenager. I was smack dab teenager, like 14 or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. This was the event of my young life. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is the first hip hop movie. You know, it's based in New York. All right. This is before B Street and Breaking and all that little crappy ass shit came. Well, not B Street, but Breaking was crappy. <laughs> <laughs> B Street mm-hmm. was dope. Breaking was whack. Anyway, but so I remember I went with a whole bunch of my friends, and then every young kid in, in uh, Yonkers went with their friends, and we bum rushed. It was Park Hill Theater, and all of us packed in there. It was a freaking concert. We didn't hear no dialogue, it was a concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> New edition came on, all the girls screaming, all the boys booing. Like, you know, we 14-year-olds, what you want, right? You know, Run DMC's mm-hmm. on, all the you know, fat boys, all the whoever was, like, big at the time, right? That was an event. It wasn't just going to the movies. It was an event. And fast forward to now, yeah. I haven't felt that level of excitement um, since then, you know? And Black Panther brought that. And I remember I was talking, I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God, yeah. what is this excitement? Like, I haven't felt this. When is the last time I felt like this about a freaking movie? And this is it, you know? So anyway, so homegirl was like, oh, my auntie. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. That's all right. I don't care, but at least I have perspective. <laughs> you know all what I'm right. saying? I have perspective. Even though, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what, what right off the bat and reflecting on the movie mm. was one of your favorite scenes and why I, I, I know i mean that's, 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 there was a lot of scenes up in there but what was your what was or even your favorite character something like i'm trying to grab onto a handrail right now because i don't know what to grab onto first about this movie yeah um i don't know that i have a favorite character so like because i saw it on thursday i have been in um facebook like private Facebook groups with people who have seen the movie already so that we don't spoil oh, it for shit, everybody. I didn't know they had that. Yes. <laughs> Cause I've been dying. I've been trying to, you know, respect motherfuckers that all late and could yeah. get tickets, you know, up front and <laughs> not spoil so nothing. It's on my page, but um, I'll definitely connect you with it so that you can um, just kind of see what the conversations have been so far. Um, but I was saying because of that, I'm like talking to some people who are really like comic book heads, right? So they know like the history of the characters. I'm coming into it fresh. I don't know nothing about none of this. I just started going to like see the Avenger movies like maybe a couple of years ago. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going because they black, right? (laughs) That's all I know. Um, So (laughs) even being there without the context of how the stories fit and where Black Panther, you know, comes in uh, relationship to the others. Um, The story itself, I'm happy that it stood alone, right? I didn't need to know all the rest of that stuff in order to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there were characters there that fit in all of what, like, you know, the genre needs to have, right? So you have to have the hero, you have to have the love interest, you have to have the villain. Something about Disney, I don't know, you gotta have a dead father. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, you know, all of that is there. So 
that drives the, the story in the way that it does. I just think that being African-American, I could not wholeheartedly say that the villain was a villain, right? Word, word. <laughs> because I got it. Like, I got it. I felt it, you know, growing up, especially with the the communities that I grew up in, like, I was there for the last little bit of Panther breakfast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was there for, you know, growing up in the, the Nation of Islam and hearing about doing for self and, and all of that good stuff. So I, like, nah, I don't want them to go. <laughs> I want y'all to work together. I want y'all to figure this out and I want y'all to combine. I just need the people to work together. So um, that being said, I really appreciated how it was so complex. Like, and the story was woven together so well that even the people that are the the heroes are not necessarily the hero. The people who are the villains are not necessarily the villains. Word. The people who are supposed to be getting saved are not necessarily in need of saving. Right? Word, word, word. <laughs> You know, I liked that it was almost oh. it was almost like a yeah. um, a combination of yeah. superhero and James Bond almost at the same time. Like they had a mission, you know, but then it was all this kind of political uh, mm-hmm. stuff happening underneath. Yeah, where it was like you know the the, the politics of um, isolation versus you know, sharing the technology, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But really, I mean, really the elephant in the room, especially as black Americans, was this kind of parallel between um, our our relationship with Africans or rather, or Africans' relationship with Mm -hmm. the diaspora, you know? Um, And I think in this film, more specifically African-Americans, right? So listen, I just finished writing this piece on medium about one particular aspect of this film that mm-hmm. really just kept my jaw open. And, um, and it was about how like, okay. So when, when, uh, T'Challa, you know, part of his transitioning of becoming, you know, King, he had, you know, had, they put the earth all over him. He went into a little garden with the velvet, with the with little indigo, the little purple, um, flowers and shit. And, you know, then he went over to the ancestral plane, right? Where he had the panthers up in the tree and everything was beautiful. He had the white garb and everything. He had Mm -hmm. the the purple sky and, you know, and he and his father, you know, turns from a panther into his father and his father's, you know, coaching him like, man, it's going to be okay. It's all good. You've been under my wing since day Mm -hmm. one. You are not a black panther. You're the king. You can do it without me. It's going to be okay. Beautiful moment, right? Now you fast forward to Killmonger, where, you know, he apparently, um, you know, kills uh, uh, T'Challa and becomes king, right? So he has to go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. He got to go through the whole right. ancestral stuff, right? So I'm thinking, you know, he going to go to sleep. He going to pop up in the, in, the, in, the, in the purple sky place. <laughs> yeah. But he pop up in <laughs> Oakland. You know, in Oakland, you know, and he exactly, and he's he don't come. You don't when you see him in this ancestral plane. He's not a man. He's a boy. He's not in white garb. He's in the same hoodie he was in the day his daddy died, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I just froze at that moment because I got it immediately. I was like, whoa! Mm -hmm. Not only is this comparing, um, you know. our, or, or talking about our relationship yeah. between African-Americans and Africans or Africa, 
right? Um, it's also talking about this, 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 this severing of ties. And it's not just a, a, a severing of ties on the plane of the living, but also the plane of the dead. You know what I mean? And it's like, so mm-hmm. because um, Killmonger's daddy, um, you know, he was left, his body was left there. He died there and he was, and he, he didn't have, they didn't take his ass home and bury him properly. <laughs> and they left his son to find him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is, yeah, how right. is that any different than if we're going to keep it 100, you know, our um, um, Africans basically selling us into slavery. Because if you don't know, that's the real history, y'all. Then white folks mm-hmm. didn't go too deep into Africa. We was taken from inside of Africa, Africa to the coast. You know, we were prisoners of war and it was also an industry. Okay. That being said, they sold us out. (laughs) But so, (laughs) you know, so it's like, so this, so we got severed. So like, so, so then you see Killmonger and his daddy and his daddy being like this spirit. Now you can see, you know, he's crying almost, or basically he was crying if I remember right, because he can't, he can't really help his, his son's pain at this point. What's done is done. He's dead, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, his son is now ha- going to have to deal with the weight of all of that angst and that res- the resentment because he already told his son about Wakanda. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah. Killmonger's story really is the African-American story, along with the whole destructive tendencies, because we we have we were born and raised in this horrible ass country. <laughs> you know what I mean? And. I just thought that yeah. it was that was so moving, not just to say like, you know, yeah. okay, we are we still outsiders to Africa? Do we still have access to what is quote unquote African? And when I say African, I'm I'm just using that as a default because <sighs> you know, we know that Africa is not is not some monolithic place. You know, there's different cultures and subcultures and ethnicities and all of that. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Somebody jump on me. But but as African Americans, it is this kind right. of Wakanda, just like this place <laughs> that we want to get back to. But also, there's a bit of a resentment, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not always particularly welcome when we come, or that reality that we imagine is not always so once we arrive. For those of us who've been blessed enough to actually go to Africa, you know, and so I was feeling that. But that ancestral yeah. stuff, you yeah. know, that ancestral stuff was fucking with my head because they they went a level deeper. It's not just about Killmonger yeah. and T'Challa. It's about T'Chaka and um, what was his name? And Jobu, which was Killmonger's daddy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what yeah. happened? So when I so like when I think about my ancestors, I ain't thinking about them in Africa in a tree perched up in <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think about them in Harlem. I think about them um in Delaware and North Carolina and the pictures that I have of them all the way back to like the early mm-hmm. 1900s. That's my reality as an African American. You know, that's where the buck stops. I can't imagine past that. And that and that's where our pain is, you know. Um I don't know, man. That 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 was messing me up. Those and the, the ancestral stuff was messing me up in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you mentioned the the outsider um, thing because they kept saying um, we have an outsider on the throne. But if your boy pull his lip down, he got the you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got the joint in the lip like he is he's official. He's not an outsider, yeah. right? Exactly. However, they didn't feel that way about um, uh, bowing to uh, what was his name? Um, the gorilla. 
in the oh, in the, the mountain. White, <laughs> not the gorilla. The white, I know? didn't just <laughs> the white ape uh, tribe or something like that. I forgot. I, I'm, yeah, something yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. They were called yeah, dudes in the so mountain. Yeah, he said that. Right, they they're they're in this area as well, but they were outcasts. They were in the mountains. They've been listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they're not a part of the advanced society that they have going on, right? Mm-hmm. They're still out, you know, like living a, a different lifestyle. Up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come to you. You are my brother. I need your help. We need to get this foreigner, mm. this outsider off the throne. Mm. But hold on. Like, he's official. He got the, the joint on the lip. You know what I'm saying? He is direct bloodline. How is he an outsider? Mm. Mm. And and so this reminds me so much of the conversations that we have around like um, Afropunk and you know what I'm saying? Like all the other stuff about like who is, who has rights to African, as we say, and as the blanket term expression, right? Who has the, the rights to do these, these things or participate in these conversations or, or, to celebrate these cultures. And that just made it, it like brought it home for me. Cause I had a sister who wanted to wear the dots. She just want to wear the dots to, to the movie. She just has to, you know, she, she needs to do it. And I'm like, sister, get your dots girl. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody tell you that's not your dot. They can't prove it's not. They can't prove that's not your people. You know what I'm saying? If your people wore the dots, sister, you go, you get you some dots. You know all right. Saying? All right. So now the anthropologist of me is coming out. All right. And this, this idea of how culture is created and where does a buck begin and where does it stop? All right. So once we came over here at that point in time, African-American culture began. So our, and that's based on our experience over here. And you're making me think about, um, not, not only did he have, um, the shit in his lip, in his bottom lip, but, um, he came with his own scarification because everyone around that table, mm. around the throne, all them motherfuckers look different. Yes. It was all from different tribes. We got homeboy with the fucking dinner plate in his lip. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. With that's why. <laughs> Yeah, you know we had the elders. Everyone, you know. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. You know, even though yeah, exactly, exactly, and it's like so they having all of that. Why is he coming? And he's coming with his whole scarification, which basically is reflective of his experience. You know, in America or doing whatever the hell he was doing. You know, it's like so. Why is he is he is the lost tribe? Why isn't he brought back into the fold? Why? Because he wasn't he wasn't raised there. His blood, mm-hmm. the blood is still there. And because of that blood, he has experienced what he has experienced. And so now he is returning. He is a lost tribe returning. Mm-hmm. And you you don't want to accept him. He's now an outsider. When every single one of y'all motherfuckers around the table got your own little mini customs and shit, your own tribes. Some of y'all, you know, hold down the border. Some of y'all, mm-hmm. you know, be flying or whatever the hell their little things was. You know what I mean? Right. But that's real. So y'all just holding it down for just these four. And then you got the, like that fifth tribe that's on the outside. Who are them? Like the black Europeans or the Caribbean four? Like, who, <laughs> you know, like who's who? You know what I mean? Who's to say where the buck begins and where it ends? And we all got our scars. And we all got our, our, our culture on our bodies, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once you go skin deep, that blood is the same. I can take a DNA test to find exactly where the hell I'm from today, which I just did today, I will mind you. I dropped my 300 Mm, solid on AfricanAncestry.com 
I just found out about them because just, you know, FYI folks out there, if you want to, because, you know, they have Ancestry.com. They got that 23 plus, whatever the fuck. Mm. But them some white folks. You know what I'm saying? And they be fucking with you. They be uh, uh, selling your DNA, FYI. But AfricanAncestry.com are black scientists. Yeah. It's a black-owned company. And they, right, and they right. go a level <laughs> deeper. They don't just tell you, oh, you 93% Nigerian. Or you're like... Like, that's a whole fucking country, nigga. Like where? That's like saying that's like saying I'm I'm ninety four percent, you know, the Midwest. Well, where in the Midwest, fool? <laughs> what city? What neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Whereas African and Ancestry.com, they break it down to the ethnicity, and that's the real shit. That's how you can start really researching the culture in which you come <laughs> from. You know what I mean? That's what we really want to mm-hmm. know. <laughs> you know, where did we come from, and how did we get to the boat? You know, how can we truly backtrack? You know, so this this little side note. So I did that today, so I'm kind of excited. I can't wait till my kid comes in the mail. <laughs> mm. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, girl. Now we got to move over and talk about the other huge room about this movie. <laughs> the f- one of the first times I'm going to say, if not the first time, okay, where black women, not just black women, black 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 women with some goddamn hue up in their skin, <laughs> okay that are mm. on an even plane with the men in the movie. That movie cannot mm. exist without their participation and their contribution to the fight scenes, to the strategy meetings, to the science, to, to the yeah. to the humor, to you name it. They're not second dog. Mm-hmm. They're not playing the straight men, straight women, whatever. They're not, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're not uh, um, the polo to his Marco. All right. <laughs> it's, 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 Truly, uh, <laughs> it truly is a collective effort from point A to point B, from beginning, middle, and end of the story. And, you know, as a black person, I enjoyed this film. As a black woman, I just lost my shit. <laughs> I truly lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh. Yeah, I just sat there looking sometimes like, oh, my God, is this happening? (laughs) Just how beautiful is this? I just I can't take it. The fight choreography. Even that. Remember that little scene where um, they're in South Korea and um, they're having a whole car chase scene and um, the claw blows up the car that. um, Oh, God damn. Why am I forgetting their names? The general Mm -hmm. and Lapita's character. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, they call you like, holy shit. And here they come. Uh, <laughs> the general sliding down on the skateboard on the top up. of the roof of the car. And Lapita comes up driving <laughs> like it's a go. Yes. So even like that's what I'm saying, like even to the depth of humor. You know what I mean? Appreciating right. humor's place in a film and giving women equal weight with giving the humor. You know what I mean? Of seeing them in a humorous way. After we just finished seeing her fly in the air and catch her spear and still throw that bitch mid air and, <laughs> and go straight through the car. I'm like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love this director. Absolutely. Give me more. Absolutely. Give me more. Um, even down to, um, yeah, Shuri saying, what are those? <laughs> like, that's totally like brother sister relationship like yeah i get it you the, you the king now but but my brother what's up with these sandals <laughs> that's that's just us right and then, and then she that's flipped the button did. and the nigga had like black jordans on right you know what i mean like yeah at the new edition of air force ones <laughs> 
Yeah, no, let me let me upgrade you. <laughs> Mega. Yeah. Amazing. 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 Ama- and you know, it. and you know, you know, Kugler, like this goes back to why it's not just important to have black faces and black actors, even in primary roles. That's important. It's important to have that black director that can take the script written by black people. Okay, and those costume designs and set design um, created by black people and that Mm -hmm. cohesion of thought and creativity of black minds. And I'm going to give you this little hats off to the to the white cinematographer because homegirl did her thing. (laughs) Okay, but that collective, Uh (laughs) you know what I mean? I ain't mad at her, but that collective. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, creative thought to say, no, this is how we're going to tell this story from from the top to the bottom and the inside and the out and how important that is. you cannot tokenize a black story. You know what I mean? You cannot even, you know, write a black script and then have it go through edited through white hands like you mm-hmm. and y'all motherfuckers need not to touch a goddamn thing. At this point, all we need y'all to do is to pay for it until we get our own studios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But at this point, we don't need your your yeah. your opinions on not a goddamn thing or what's going to be profitable. Because obviously, at one hundred and eighty million dollars on the first freaking window of weekend, we know how to bring right. in the money if you leave us the fuck alone <laughs> to do our thing. <laughs> exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Okay, right. Oh. Mm. coming with it. I'm so excited for the movies to come and, you know, the importance for all the naysayers, for all the people who are just, you know, just can't be happy. The niggas that can't be happy with nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? I, yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that a little bit. Like, I know that there's all the stuff, right? So is this the be all end all? Was this the answer to black people's problems absolutely not it's not supposed to be like it's supposed to be a movie like you're supposed to be able to go and get you some good joy and you know just have a great time and be entertained like sometimes we 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 need everything (laughs) like from everything and I'm just so excited that people have like just gifted themselves the opportunities just to chill out a little bit just to just to enjoy it for what it is. Yes, we know the think pieces are coming. Yes, we know that everybody has to, you know, you got to break it down. You got to figure out, you know, just where you are with it, what sit well, what didn't sit well with you. Absolutely. Be your intellectually amazing critical sales. But just for this weekend. <laughs> But I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it a step further. If just exactly, but I'm, I'm gonna take it a step further because I got my I got a little chip on my shoulder for those <clears throat> intellectuals who have no experience or relationship to the arts. Okay, and you know who you are. All you do uh-huh. is wait around in your corner waiting to have to uh-huh. say shit. All right. Um, about anything that artists create. Yeah. And what you don't basically understand is that you can critique art, but really art is not here to be critiqued. We are, art is here to reflect. Art is here to give language yeah. to, to articulate what sometimes you cannot articulate in your own words. So we articulate it through the visual. We articulate it through the music. We articulate it through the script. Okay. We articulate it through the nuance of good, freaking good ass acting. Yeah. Okay. And 
because you don't understand this, all you're doing uh-huh. is trying to nick and pick and break something down. Like it's, it's like it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, because this shit didn't say it didn't include something. Well, then make your own goddamn film, motherfucker. <laughs> if it didn't include it, can't include the world in one damn film. We can't include every opinion, yeah. and insight, yeah. and perspective yeah. in one damn film. We can't save black people one damn film. But, but from we also know as artists the power uh-huh. of the power of image. So just like there is an entire generation of little eight and nine and 10 year olds that know nothing but a black president. Okay. So they are now the generation mm-hmm. that cannot jokingly say, Oh, a black president. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's ridiculous to them. Okay. So they already on a different footing than my generation, even the millennials generation, they on a whole different footing. Okay, it's the yeah. same. This generation is also having access to this. This having access to Black Girl Magic. This this is the generation having access to Black Panther, where they're they're what they're being fed culturally in pop culture is going to um, uh, impact or help um, the creators in that generation create even more art, create even mm. you know. Art, and in my personal yeah. opinion, art is not just what you are or what you do, but how you do. So we're talking about art affecting those who want to be scientists, those who want yeah. to go into the technical field, even be yeah. lawyers for guys, to be the old school doctors and lawyers. All right. How you what you're raised on and how you yeah. see the world through that cultural lens as a child, as a teenager is so important it so dictates how you how you move in the world as an mm-hmm. adult. And the same thing different is you out your damn mind. So all you naysayers out there that got to critique every yeah. goddamn piece of art that comes out, can y'all just shut the fuck up until you create art <laughs> and experience? Yeah, until you doing what until you doing what you saying somebody else exactly. Be doing. I hate. I have. I really got no <laughs> yeah. love for critics. I'll be honest with you. I really have no love for critics. I can look at art. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what I experience, and maybe I may not like your art, but so the fuck what? Someone else does. Someone affects mm-hmm. someone else differently than it's affecting me. My life is my life, and her life or his life is yeah. their life. You know what I mean? I know that art is not meant to be dismantled. It mm-hmm. just exists. It's just there to exist and to feed culture and create culture. And, and anybody else, you know, y'all motherfuckers that need to have clickbait and have somebody, you know, you get your kudos because somebody read your damn um, article that was not proofread. It got all damn typos, bad grammar. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just want to get something out because you want to say something, but you can't really create. Opinion yeah. piece is not, it's not particularly mm-hmm. art. It's just you spitting basically, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I can kiss my black ass. Yeah. I ain't got nothing for y'all. Well, okay, so Hanifa, you are an amazing artist in your own right. What stories would you like ooh, to see? Ooh, okay. Okay. What would if you had your your dreaders, what would you if create? I, if I had a budget. <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. I'm gonna say what I would I would <laughs> do is produce as far as film. I wouldn't be the filmmaker because I I though I created the documentary, I have the uh, if I have a budget, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do the film. I would get someone like Kugler or or some other amazing filmmakers that are are, are putting the time in and really working their craft. 
you know. So what story would I create? Jesus. Um Damien, you have, you have me just kind of freestyle a uh, 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 fantasy. <laughs> I think, I think, I think <laughs> I would like, I like, I like doing period pieces, even though period pieces can be really problematic with yeah. us. I like yeah, yeah. doing um, some sort of alternative period pieces where um, a character in some way can go back in time or at different points in uh, uh, his or her lineage leading back to Africa, right? I'm just bouncing off what we're talking about here, right? That's what's coming to mind, all right? But they're able mm. to alter history yeah. in certain ways or maybe by them altering their history, they're not so much changing the future, they're just altering history. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really going off the cuff here, girl. You, got, you caught me off guard. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about something that's like Afrofuturistic that has like um, a historical bend. You have some time travel. You have some um, some yeah, some exactly. Or, or even or even like okay, like bust it, bust it. Here we go. Here we go. Thing. All right. So there's this science fiction book um, mm. called um, um, Christopher Columbus Redemption, right? And the whole book. I read this book like in. A freaking mm. two hours. I just zipped through that bitch. It was fat as fuck. And the first fat as fuck book I ever read, like, I just killed that book. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the whole point of this book is that people from mm-hmm. the future go back in time to prevent Christopher Columbus um, from not discovering the quote unquote Americas, but conquering it. To the extent where, so so they basically go back in time to convince the Mayans to get rid of yeah. sacrificing people because and then also give them technology so that they in turn can go to Europe and colon, not colonize, but basically conquer Europe. But they know that they, they couldn't go to, they couldn't conquer Europe mm-hmm. and um, with some coming with a religion about sacrificing people, right? <laughs> so like, y'all got to switch that up a little bit so they can, mm-hmm. so it's not as hard to, you just can conquer them and let that be it, right? So they literally want to alter the change of the history that all of us take for granted, where white folks came in, bust it up with their bullets and their germs, right? Um, and conquered all of us. Mm-hmm. But it totally flips the script. So I would like to create something similar, but where Christopher uh, Columbus's redemption was about um, going to South America and have the Mayans take over, I would like to do that for Africa, basically. I would like to imagine what the world would be all right, mm. now plus I'm gonna flip it now. I would like to imagine what the world would be, okay, um, if Africans essentially conquered the world, okay? So then us as African Americans, mm-hmm. we're playing around with this idea, right? But what would that actually entail and what would that actually result in? But then here's the question, okay? Um, if we were to conquer the rest of the world, how would we conquer the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. What would that even look mm-hmm. like? Are we gonna look like the okie doke motherfucking <laughs> old phase that, <laughs> that, that, that that we've been the world that we living in now, mm. where we just come in and kill and conquer and colonize and and, and uh, force our Everything. culture on people in a way where it's detrimental to them, um, or are we going to create something new? And I'm gonna, you know, if I was making this movie, I would like to imagine something new. You know, is it going to be a the same old patriarchal shit but black? 
Mm. Or oh, we're going to go way back to where Africa was more matriarchal mm-hmm. um, and kind of like, you know, stop patriarchy from even like, you know, coming through the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we still going to conquer shit. But we're going <laughs> to, you know, make things better. Allow allow the world to be more communal. Like what is a, what would the world look like if we um, if it was an actual clash or or um, mashup rather of all these different cultures. Mm-hmm. There was some allowance of change. There wasn't so much resistance in, in, and on the other hand, we wasn't forcing nothing on nobody either. Yeah. Like what would that look like? That's what I would like to imagine, Ooh. you know? You know, basically the world without patriarchy and racism what would that look like? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, an undertaking, we shall say. Uh, I think so. <laughs> And that I don't think that's a movie. That's like um that's a, a that's series. a series. Yeah, that's definitely. seasonal. <laughs> we got to we got to massage that out. Mm, good. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think my how would you, idea, how would you mess with it? Yeah, my idea is is a lot simpler. Um <laughs> <laughs> in that I recognized a while ago. I think it was a song I was listening to. And I was just like, yo, like, white boys get to just sing about love. Mm. Like, they don't have to do all of this other stuff. Like, they don't have, like, they just get to just be happy. You know what I'm saying? I sure mm-hmm. like how you smile. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and... It just kind of led me thinking about like how us, how so many of our stories, our music, our like our art is around uh, trauma and tragedy. Like I just want mm. just a cute ass little love story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just you know, so I just want some joy. I just want to bring some joy with some happy ass songs and some good days. You know what I'm saying? Like with black faces. Cause I just, even like our, like love Jones and you know, our love stories is still around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically like experience stories that just is about our humanity as opposed to always having in context of, White supremacy. <laughs> Basically, yeah. everything's in context of white supremacy. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I, I want to see how we, how that looks without all of the pressure on it. Like, nobody's saying, mm-hmm. oh, you know, if, if you was a real this, that, the other, you know, man, woman, what stood, girl, I don't know, whatever the label is, like, you would do it like this. You know what I'm saying? Just like, without all of that, like, just free as fuck. What would you love like? Mm. 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 <laughs> no, because it, I mean, just to get back to Black Panther, that's something that it was playing around with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, every now and then Shuri would drop her colonizer joke. Oh, we, oh, we here to fix another white boy, you know, yeah. like yeah. she would drop a joke, but really it wasn't about the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. Even, even, even though the original villain, before we knew Killmonger was a villain, really. Yes. <laughs> um, the claw, who was the white man who obviously represented, you know, motherfuckers that just roll up into Africa, take shit, mm-hmm. and, you know, don't give a fuck, and, you know, you know, white supremacy. 
yeah, <laughs> you know, one armed, handicapped, white supremacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, uh, ooh, even though the symbolism in that replacing your your disabilities with white supremacy. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> oh, black supremacy. He replaced his his right. he have an arm. He replaced it with Wakanda technology yeah. with the vibranium. Yeah, you know, and then overcompensated. But I was just, I I cannot let the moment pass without talking about Mbaku. I believe that's his name out in the the gorilla mountains when your boy tried to tell his story. Everybody else had been letting him talk and letting him be present and letting him be important. He was like, ooh, 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 like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is not for you. Shut up. You don't have nothing to say in this conversation. Shut up. Yes. Yes. And he was like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. And I was like, at first I was like, where you going with this? Ooh, ooh, ooh. And he's like, hey, 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 we really be vegetarians, nigga. Don't worry about it. Was like, <laughs> he was like, you keep talking, I'm going to feed you to my children. <laughs> right? I'm going to feed you to my children. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, all the life cracked. I needed. But then you know what? And then they kept it moving. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't stay on him. They didn't harp on him. Mm-hmm. They cracked the joke and kept it moving. Yeah. And the, but the bulk of that film was just these characters. Right. For once, just characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's what I need. Like, like even like Dope, you know, that came out, not what was that, last year or whatever? Um, as much of the... Did you see it? What? Which one? I think it was oh, dope. dope. Oh, Dope. Oh, you mean it was on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay, I'll be honest with you. I started watching it. I liked it, but I just kept getting distracted. I never finished right. the whole thing. But I know what you're talking about. Right. I know why you're talking even about Even I, yeah. like, he, you know, we overcome stories, which we haven't always had stories with Black people overcoming, right? But even mm-hmm. when we overcoming, like, we're overcoming not ourselves, but, like, white supremacy right <laughs> and so like yo like take if that's off the table yes you know what, what does that look like what does that look like, like that's a very unnerving and somewhat uncomfortable conversation for us because if we ain't if we ain't that are we black because and, and, and this okay now okay uh, okay we about uh, to go uh, we only uh, gonna have so much time with this but let me just say right. this right here this is the an ongoing argument between African Americans and everybody else. So what? So what would it be to be black if we don't have that? Mm-hmm. That being white supremacy. Like our whole sense uh. of blackness is kind of based on our experience in this country, and that's mm-hmm. why we butt heads with our, our sisterin and our brethren and our whateverin um, around the world yeah. of the black peoples because we call them black people, and they'll say we ain't black, and we like what the fuck you mean you ain't black, nigga? You won't see your skin. Right, right. You're darker than me, or blah 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 blah. <laughs> but theirs is more; they're more cultural. Like, no, I'm Jamaican. Oh no, I'm um, I'm African, and and in the the main difference is mm. even though they've been colonized and they definitely got their own motherfucking issues, they still live in a country where they are of the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this idea of navigating whiteness in a particular outnumbered way right, right. <laughs> is our experience and not theirs. So the idea of being black literally is based on us living in this. God forsaken land. <laughs> I think that my first trip to to Senegal, we took Air Ghana, I think. Mm. And so I, I took my students, right? We have 40 black kids from the south side of Chicago going to Africa. And 
Damn. They said, wait, the um, because we flew from Chicago to New York, right? And then so they had been on the plane, but then we got on the, the next plane, and everybody on the plane was black. The pilot's black, Damn. the um, the whole crew is black, everybody's black, and they like, oh like, we really going to Africa, right? <laughs> 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 it for them. Oh, they were like, wow, like yes. they it hadn't even occurred to them that Africa would have black pilots, right? <laughs> that a, a airline based in Africa, right, <laughs> would have a black crew, right? And so we just really wow. experienced um, a few times on that trip, like what it's like to not have to be black. And this also was the first time that we became American. Say it. Speak on it. So we had never been American before we were in Africa. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's real. Listen, I started traveling. I got my first passport when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when I first started traveling. And before then, I was, you know, the daughter of a somewhat radicalized Muslim mm-hmm. man and and my and or just a, a, a young black girl raised in New York in the 80s where, you know, um, a lot of racist shit was going down, yeah. <laughs> you know, chased across the highway and, you know, gets a lot of, you know, times against, you know, blacks, just a lot of racist shit going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. I grew up very militant, you know, especially in my high school years, right? Um, where I had a disdain and I, I felt separate from this country. I didn't feel American. I didn't know what yeah. American was. American was white. Mm-hmm. That was American. Okay. I was just a nigga in this country. <laughs> right. You know, until my ass, until my ass got on a plane mm-hmm. and crossed the pond. And in that that context, I could not escape yeah. being American, and not and not just people telling me to my face that I'm American, all right, or or um, navigating me like I'm an American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I realized I wasn't as poor as I thought I was. <laughs> you know, like you know, for real, for real, like you know, like you know, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I started. That was my first. My first breath of bougie mm-hmm. was going to, to was going to Turkey actually. Mm, and when okay. Turkey wasn't doing as good, there was a time Turkey wasn't. They're doing all right. And they, like, I mean, they got yeah. that motherfucking whatever. But <laughs> all that being said, I, you know, when I when Turkey was the first country I went to where I walked outside and saw a child uh, at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Uh. There was this cat eating this piece of um you know, abandoned fish on the street. This little nigga came out, swapped that cat out the way and ensued to eat that fish, mm. that same piece of fish. Yeah. And I just clutched my American pearls, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's like, oh, okay. Perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got some perspective. Yeah. You know, so I, yes, I am American. You know, mm-hmm. I know when I go into the motherfucking airport that, I, I love you, my people, but I will not stand behind an African because Europeans are racist and they will hold up Africans every single time. Mm-hmm. And I will be on this line until the kingdom come. Wow. You know, that's real. I know yeah. my passport gives me a motherfucking break. Right. So interesting. You say that coming back. We had a sister that was coming with us who 
of Senegalese. We stop in France. We mm. all get out. We going to take a little eight because we got eight hour layover. So we about to go walk through Paris and see blah, 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 blah. She can't come. She's not True. allowed to leave the airport in Paris. Yep. Yep. So we like, do we do we leave her here? Do we go? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't understand what decision we have to make right now. Like she's mm. with our party. She's. <laughs> yeah. No, we were Americans, so that meant that we could go to whatever city we wanted to go to. We could get out, the, get off the plane, and just walk anywhere we wanted to go. Yep, she couldn't. Exactly, it was exactly. Mm, mm. And I tell you my one last story on this point that because especially no, 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 that's about real. African. We are in Gore Island in the slave castle. We're mm. walking through the whole thing, and I'm just. I'm just looking, right? I'm, I'm a tourist. I'm looking at the stuff in the castle. We go into the side where they held the children and they're telling the story about how this is the only place in the castle where the floor, the ground, the, the soil is always wet. Mm. In this, you know, inside the children's cell because the children, you know, the tears are being separated from their mothers. It's always wet inside there. And I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, fine. Everything in the castle is as it was, except for this one part that they had redone. That's where they have like classes and conferences and all of this stuff. I walk into the the, the new and improved uh, classroom and slide down the wall. I like melt into the floor. I am sobbing uncontrollably mm-hmm. like I'm teary right now just thinking about it I could not get get my breath like I just immediately like was smacked with remembrance right mm-hmm. in this bright room with the lights and all all of the stuff I know what has happened in this room yes and yes. the uh the sister, the Senegalese sister comes over to me and she's holding me and she's rubbing my head and she's speaking to me in Wolof. Mm, and mm. I become so furious because I'm like, I do not know what you're saying to me. I should know what you're saying to me. And I'm just like, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, I, it, it hit me right then what was stolen. It hit me right then that like, this was the room where the women were kept, Ooh. right? This, even though they had painted it and made it fancy and everything, did everything, you know, all of the renovations to this one room, walking into that space, I immediately felt all of it and I just could not manage it. Wow. And as she was speaking to me, trying to console me, like it just all made sense immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so God damn. And it was so good because later on the um uh I don't even know what her relationship was to the the woman who was with us, but she said she was just like, We're so happy you're back. Like we remember when you left us. Like we are so happy that you you have come home. Like we're so happy that you're back. And I was just like, Look, you can just just pack me up right now because I'm done. <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> just seal this box right on up. 
Don't tell me you remember when I left. <laughs> don't do that to me. That, that's that original black girl magic, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much everything that I like I needed to experience in that time mm, that mm, yeah mm. and so that even is what I take with me into this experience with the movie and into like all of those conversations that we've been having lately you know personally and on social media about the African Americans experience with Africa and um just spirituality and, and culture and all of those things like it's so complex it's so complex i shy i shy <laughs> all right it was not like all the spoilers you know what I the time niggas hit the time motherfuckers hear this episode if they ain't seen the movie yet you know i really don't know what to say about you Mm, true. Honestly, I don't know what to say about you. And Preach. that's that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, one motherfucker I was on Facebook talking about all the way till it comes on Netflix, and everybody jumped on him like, what, what nigga? <laughs> what nigga? Like, this is not about I'll see it on Netflix. Because if you be that nigga saying, oh, I just saw it on Netflix, people going to give you the side eye. Yeah. This is about the conversation now. You see that this is not, this is not a small screen movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is yeah. a movie you see with other black people on the big screen, 3D, IMAX, the bigger the better. Yeah, because we're going back for the 3D. Yeah, I saw my first one. Was, my first one was 3D. I'm going mm-hmm. back tomorrow, actually. I think that's a regular one. But I would like yeah. to see it on IMAX. I might see it a third time and can mm-hmm. see it on IMAX, you know. But all right, yeah. all right. Yo, sister, let's let's wrap it up. Um, oh, great. Sis, this, this look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. It's like an hour. It's like an hour. Mm-hmm. all right y'all all All right y'all you know we're really excited we are your gay aunties we talked about a whole lot of non-gay shit kind of sort of gay shit today but that's okay you know um but that's the point we're saying it's not just about you know uh uh labels it's about we is what we is and we we still black yeah still black (laughs) black we're still human and um mm-hmm. you know we are here uh for you and here for it all um we will be here uh every thursday and if you uh if you have questions for us about uh life living love career anything situations um mm-hmm. please feel free to holler at us at your gay aunties at g i'm hearing this echo i hope this shit ain't being recorded anyway we'll see <laughs> but you can holler at us, your gay aunties. What's that again? Yeah, the email. Oh yeah, the, the email. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. All right, so your gay, uh, <laughs> your gay. <laughs> Shit, I'm sounding like my mama every day, boy, uh, and my daddy actually. All right, so um, your gay aunties at gmail.com. Ask whatever, please. Uh, ask your questions in details and in context, so we can truly help you out. Um, or support you in whatever. Um, I'm really excited about a couple of episodes uh, coming up. We are going to have the amazing Teak Milan uh, on with us speaking. Um, uh, He and his wife, Kim, uh, just had a baby, and that I'm sure he has much to say (laughs) about that experience of being a new father and they both being new parents. Um, and as you all know, Tika is an amazing man, an amazing trans man who has really been the forefront um, of the trans experience um, and just trans inclusion in in the world of uh, in, in, our, in our world of, of being humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? Earthlings. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know what I'm saying? So uh, stay tuned for that. And with that, I am Hanifa Walida. I am Red Summer. 
We love your gay aunties, darlings. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.